You are going to be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. for joining us for the mom show here at my talk 1071 you can always get this episode and previous episodes at mytalk 1071.com i'm miss shannon and reminding everybody what we do here on the mom show because this is like a really great time saver for all of our my talkers out there because there are so many things that you want to have this information in your brain and you get just enough information to sometimes be dangerous and <laughs> we are a repository of experts that rotate through and give you some information that is really really key to getting you down the road to just freedom in a lot of different areas and today mm -hmm. helping us with our financial freedom our good friend from clear step financial and momstalkmoney.com cassandra brazier hello again cassandra good morning good i morning. love it when you come in uh as always, but I especially am loving seeing you in the winter because you do winter well. You have the right, like you have the You're fur kind. going, you have the gold. This is perfect for this holiday season. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. And we're streaming live too yes. on the Mom Show page. Mm -hmm. So if anyone wants to see what we look like and all of our <laughs> wonderful attire here in the yes. studio, mm -hmm. you can check us out online. And we have a great time and we always give some really great advice on how you can kind of just take the worry out of planning for your future. And some things that maybe you go, I've heard these words it sounds like alphabet soup how does that really relate to me and my family mm -hmm. and why would i be the kind of person that would have a financial advisor that sounds mm -hmm. like a very hollywood term um <laughs> where it's like oh no no that's one of those things that like jennifer aniston is out there she has a financial advisor <laughs> i'm just susan and eden prairie why would i do that but mm -hmm. there's lots of reasons why you would do that and that's why you do what you do right cassandra absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely and that's why i wanted to kind of go through what are some of the reasons why no matter where you are in life, whatever your situation looks like, it can be a good time. If you haven't met with someone, now's the time, right? right? There's always, you know, there's no time like the present. And our topic today is the cost of waiting. And what does that look like in different situations, whether it's waiting to start saving for retirement, waiting when you have saved money for retirement, but you haven't necessarily put a good plan in place for that money and and there could be some risks associated with that or waiting to look at life insurance or waiting to look at some of these different really important pieces, whether it's an estate plan or all these different areas. So we're just going to talk a little bit about that today. And whenever people have questions, we encourage them to be a part of the mom show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And I remind people that we do give some great advice. We'd be happy to start you down the road and give you some information. If it does sound appropriate to you, this is still basic information we encourage you to go out there and speak to your own financial advisor and we also remind everybody that securities and advisory services are offered through harper investments inc member finra sipc mm -hmm. so when you were deciding to uh talk about the cost of waiting i also appreciated the fact that you had a great case study in that and a friend of yours that she wanted to come in and have and mm -hmm. she's going to be kind enough to share her story and what she's going on and we have some very very dedicated my talkers out there and hopefully they'll also be able to help your friend out as well Absolutely. And uh, so this is this is kind of how this all came about, because, uh, again, there are you can you can plan for so many things. You can really take so many things into consideration, the what ifs in life. And there are a lot and a lot of them fall into kind of this general category, right, of things that we can plan for. Right. You know, whether it's, again, a, a premature death of a spouse, 
you know, and life insurance can help offset some of the at least financial situation there, you know, trying to make sure that your assets are positioned properly to be able to take income from them, things like that. There are certain things that we can plan for to try and prevent people from running out of money and things like that. Right. Um, And then there are those things that are kind of the outline things that you, no matter what, there's no way you'd be able to plan for in life. And so there's there's so much you can plan for, but then there are certain what-ifs out there that we would never know and never have a, a way to plan for. And Mindy is, uh, Mindy McBride is a, a, a good friend in the neighborhood, and her family has been a wonderful family in our community, and their daughter has Angelman's. She was born with it nine years ago. And so they've been just a strong pillar um, just from the standpoint of awareness and just being able to educate people with that. Um, but then here in August, her husband contracted West Nile virus and was one of those, again, outlier cases where it really impacted his health. And he's 90 percent uh, disabled, paralyzed. Yes. Yep. And, and so, Mindy, so why don't you um, just share a little bit about the background in that story? So one of the things is with Angelman syndrome, um, being a mom, right? Like it's every person's dream to become this amazing mother. Right. And when Maisie was born, I just had this instinct that something was wrong. And with that, what happened was, you know, we kept going through genetics and everything else. And we finally found out that she had Angelman syndrome. Um, so that really shifted our savings, what that meant, trying to get medical assistance for her, navigating a huge system. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what is the cost of that? Because right. like, as Andy, my husband would say, we went through 12 different bicycles. And I said, but now she can ride a bike with training wheels, you know, so it's about how you navigate things and how you save differently. Um, So that has always been my journey. I'm an educator. uh, And so being educating others about how to navigate that system is truly been a passion for myself Mm -hmm. and our family. Mm -hmm. Um, We've raised about $30,000 in the last two and a half years for Angelman syndrome. Mm -hmm. Um, But this, this, we, we love to be outdoors. It's something we're really all about. And this August, we were on a camping trip and during that camping trip um everything was normal all of a sudden andy about a week later was feeling kind of like he had these flu-like symptoms right and um then he felt better but he decided that he was gonna he had a conference out in las vegas so he headed out to las vegas and i um launched a brand new career i was promoted to be a principal in saint paul public schools and i was leading professional development with my staff i got a phone call um from his dad and he said he's not making sense what is going on and I said you know he he has been running a fever I don't know what's going on we were able to get him um, transported to UMC in Las Vegas where when I flew out there Monday night I flew out there and he does not even remember me being there we were stranded there for two weeks while he was in an induced coma and trying to get him stabilized mm-hmm. with the West Nile virus of course we're in Vegas right they don't right. have mosquitoes why are we talking about you know tick-borne and mosquito-borne illnesses so it took us over a week to get his diagnosis um, When we finally got him stabilized, we had to fight insurance. It's $25,000 to get an airplane to get him airlifted home. So financial burden number one, right? Like, how do you make that work? Um, We have an amazing community. As Cassandra said, we launched um, a GoFundMe. We were able to get some of those things. Here we are in our fifth month, right, of of this battle where we are in our, actually our fifth um, hospital kind of stay visit. He's at the Courage Center. 
he's making gains. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've gone from saying he will be walking in four months to saying a year to saying a year and a half to maybe now two years. You know, he's 90 percent. He can he can move his right arm. He can't feed himself. He's now feeling all of his muscles. But now when we go home, insurance runs out in 120 days. So. What does that look like? What does home modifications look like? What does a van look like to get him to be part of the community? You know, we, um, that's one thing is our passion is to be part of our community and financially this wasn't planned for. Right. So mm-hmm. no matter what, when you put things in 401k, how do you tap into that? What does that look like? How do you navigate? Right. right. So it's just been a journey that, um, you never think what happened. And Mindy, right. I appreciate you as an, as another mom that that has a, a special needs kid. The fact that you are willing to share that story because you do get very busy with your own life. But going, no, if I document this and I'm willing to share this story, other families can benefit mm-hmm. through my experiences of how do I navigate the system and jump through these hoops and do all these things. Because it can't be just overwhelming. Super overwhelming. Right. 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 So you're, 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 you're kind of between this. You've done some planning. Um but again, things only cover so much. Right. So I just, I wanted to be able to highlight this family. Just, there are so many families in need right now, certainly. And so, you know, I'm sure a lot of you out there, you know, I hear stories all the time, right? Where you're giving to your local communities or food shelters or churches and so forth. And there's a lot of good that's going on out there. Um, I just really appreciate your family. I appreciate the attitude that you've taken with all this because you guys have been, you've taken it in stride and just shown just optimism and a positive outlook on things and you've really taken it and and tried to make the best of this really difficult situation Mindy so if anyone does want to help this particular family with some of these struggles we'll have information on the mom's talk money page for their GoFundMe and so forth and and just our thoughts and prayers are with you thank you thank you so much yeah mm-hmm. and we appreciate you sharing and we appreciate everybody that calls in the part of the mom show because Cassandra what we're going to do throughout the rest of the show is really just kind of just go what can you do to have the best base mm-hmm. possible? Mm-hmm. And what are you really, if you go, okay, I don't have time. What are you actually costing yourself mm-hmm. if you don't take the time to do some of these things? And mm-hmm. then that's what we're going to cover today, right? Absolutely. We have some good examples that hopefully will make sense. Um, and if you have any questions about things, like Ms. Shannon said, call in. You can always go to momstalkmoney.com if you have questions too. And we're also doing uh, kind of a... Uh, a deal, you can call it. <laughs> I, yes. We started it right before Black Friday. Right. So, But if you want to get set with your finances in 2019, a lot of people have been reaching out and doing this, but you can go to the Mom's Talk Money site, put in 2019 into the subject, and then I'll put you on my list to get in contact with after the new year. All right, and we'll be right back with Cassandra Brazier from MomstalkMoney.com and Clear Step Financial. We're going to cover the cost of waiting when we return here on The Mom Show. Thank you for joining us here on My Talk 107.1. I'm Ms. Shannon. We're here on The Mom Show with our friend Cassandra Brazier from uh, ClearStep Financial and MomsTalkMoney.com. And so, yes, we are very much in the holiday season, but that does not always mean that it has to be spend, 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 and consume. There are mm-hmm. other things you can do as well. And so we're going to help you with some information where you can arm yourself to make some good financial decisions. And and you can always get this information if you go to MomsTalkMoney.com, right, mm-hmm. Cassandra? Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. so I appreciate that, you know, yeah, we say save and we do all these things, but it really is a lot of just planning and finding the right reason why you can plan because then you can enjoy seasons like this you know where you go well maybe I do want to get these presents maybe I can do that but there are ways that you can do it and not feel like you're making poor uh, financial decisions 
Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Or regret it afterwards. Right. Right. Because I think sometimes it's easier to spend it. But then it's usually the after effect that we think, well, did I need that? Well, (laughs) should I have spent that? Well, (laughs) but if you do some of this Mm pre-work, then you can go, no, I meant to spend that and I can feel comfortable in my purchasing decisions and everything's fine. Absolutely. What I find is that when people sometimes I think people think that having a budget or having some kind of savings plans or things can be can feel restrictive and it's actually just the opposite which is really interesting I think once people know that they're saving what they need to to be on track they've got the proper insurance and so forth in place they've got all those pieces then with that extra spending money that they have they actually feel good about being able to spend that whatever that spending budget is when you have that certain amount of money that you is in your spending budget you go spend it then and you can feel good about spending it and you don't have any of that after effect then because you know that that money was okay to spend because you've taken care of everything else. Now, you were talking about the cost of waiting and one of mm-hmm. the things you brought up was the cost of waiting to save. Yes. So you've dabbled in that. So when yep. you're saying that, what is it that you're getting at for your your peop- your clients? Right. Mm-hmm. So time is a big, big impactor on being able to reach your financial goals. The sooner that people can save, the better. But it's not even necessarily just the amount of money because the, the sooner you start saving, the less money you actually have to put away. Okay. So I have just, I tried to do a really simple example. Hopefully it's simple. <laughs> uh, so we have Susie Saver and then we have Polly Procrastinator. Got and so it. So they both saved for 20 years. And they saved $100 a month for 20 years. They just saved that, right? And we're going to just assume they're averaging about 6%. I'm just trying to keep this simple here. But Susie saved from age 25 to 45. That was her 20-year time span. Okay. And then she stopped saving at 45. But Polly waited till, till 35. Okay. And then she saved from 35 to 55. Those okay. were the 20 years she saved. So now both of them are at 65. They're ready to retire. And if we look at the dollar amount, they each both contributed $24,000. But Susie saved hers earlier on and they had more time to grow. So Susie's pot of money is about 94000 almost 90, 95000 But Polly's is only about 44000 Wow. So it's, it's less than half. Okay. And so what's interesting is, is that it's not just how much you're able to save, but the sooner you can start saving, the more time your money has to grow, to compound. Compounding interest has a very, very big impact, right? When $1 doubles it's two dollars right but when a hundred thousand doubles it's two hundred thousand right but it takes the same amount of time to double two hundred thousand at the same interest rate as it does to double one dollar and you so also, the more money you can have in there the the greater it will continue to compound over time and cassandra you've also talked about the if you can start sooner it gives you more time to weather any of the ups and downs that we might have when you're in the process it does absolutely and one of the conversations that i have with people when they have if you've got 15 20 plus years before you're looking to be able to retire or and i use retire loosely really it's when you're going to start drawing an income okay because a lot of the conversations too people careers what what retirement looks like is kind of changing and we should maybe even get away from the the term retirement and talk about when are you going to start drawing income and live off of your assets. That's okay. really what it is. Because a lot of people I talk to, they in their mind maybe don't like what they're doing. They don't like their job and they think I need to retire at 60 or okay. I need to retire early because they don't like what they're doing. But for a lot of people, they could do something else that could still pay their bills that they would really enjoy maybe in their 60s and the early 60s until like Medicare would kick in or Social Security. They'd be at full retirement age. So it, there's ways for people to still maximize what their savings are, their 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 income in retirement 
and that point, but still not jeopardize losing, running out of money, basically. Because if you start drawing too early and don't have the right amount of assets or the right plan in place, that is a very real scenario that you will run out of money. And there are just ways that I'm like, I I, I was doing, um, I was working with a client and I was talking about required minimum distributions. I know through that. I know what those are (laughs) because Cassandra taught me. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, Cassandra Brazier taught me what those are. And so it was part of it. It was talking about, well, what do you have to do? You know, because you have to take that money. You do. We're talking about that and going, but you could put it to charity. And I'm like, these are problems I want to have. Yes. I want to have my required minimum distribution. (laughs) Right. things that I'm going, I wish I didn't have to take this money because I have done so I have done such a good job of planning things that I don't need it. And right. I have a list of charities and things that I would like to fund Absolutely. that would be what I would do with that money. So that and that's a good question, too, because an RMD, a required minimum distribution kicks in at 70 and a half. Right. Mm-hmm. And for any money that you haven't paid taxes on. So any money that people put into their 401ks or it's in an IRA or it's some kind of tax deferred retirement fund then the government is going to start to pick up taxes on that money little by little by the time you reach 70 and a half, if you haven't started drawing out of it. It's a very low percentage that you have to take out initially, but then it starts to kind of continue to grow over time as you get older. And But like you said, you don't have to spend that money. Right. I have some people that they take it out, pay the taxes on it, and they may put it into just another savings bucket because they still want to have it for the future. They don't need it. Some people give it away, right? right. Some people... Just find creative ways to travel with it. There's all different <laughs> things you can do with the money. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of it, right? But you're right. At 70 and a half, there is that, that uh, rule. Well, we are talking about the cost of waiting. Different things, if you were waiting to save, if you were waiting to apply for life insurance, or if there's other plans that you need to put in place so that you don't end up putting yourself behind when you probably want to start. So we're mm-hmm. going to cover some more on that when we return. Again, we are joined from Clear Step Financial and MomsTalkMoney.com. Cassandra Brazier's here on The Mom Show, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on MyTalk 107.1. I'm Ms. Shannon. You can always find this episode and previous episodes at MyTalk1071.com. Listen to The Mom Show if you have to listen back because some of the things we do cover kind of quick. Um, and and uh, Cassandra was just teasing me because I, uh, I have questions about things and we're going to start talking about insurance and the cost of waiting to get insurance. And I got a mailer. <laughs> and I was like, was this the thing you told me to get? And she's like, you have my number. And you are correct. I do have your number. And everybody else has your number. You are very easy to find. You yes. can get a, you know, go to momstalkmoney.com. And that's one of the great things about it is that you are an actual person. Mm-hmm. You are a fiduciary. You mm-hmm. are willing to help people. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we're just talking about it in some Hollywood thing where they can't contact you. Right. Directly. Right. And so anytime you have a question, I just encourage people to go ahead and take that leap and talk to Cassandra and have mm-hmm. her talk you through it because when you get all of these things about insurance some of them always work on panic mm-hmm. and so I don't like to make decisions based upon panic mm-hmm. I want to make sure I'm doing the right things and when if I'm doing it based on panic that means that I probably am not reading all of the fine print to see if it's really the thing that I was supposed to get right. so when we're doing insurance what is your methodology again for why people should get insurance because I know people hate it when we tell them that they need to go get insurance it is interesting, and mm-hmm. I think some people think of it as, um, does that mean once I get it, I'm going to die right away? I don't know what it is. Some people have kind of that that connotation or that mindset about it. Not at all. Absolutely not. Um, and hopefully, I mean, the hope is for all of us, you get it and you will not need it for a very long time, right? If it's permanent life insurance, you will eventually need it at some point because we all die, right? right? We all exactly. die. Um, spoiler alert, right? <laughs> So, right. But on the other side of it, if it's sooner than we had anticipated, right, which maybe it always is sooner, who knows. Right. But 
I mean, hopefully we all live a long life. If that's not the case, though, do you want your family to be left, especially if you're in a situation where people are dependent on your income in some way? That, those are really the biggest circumstances when there are kids involved, um, even couples that depend on each other's income, you know, dual income households and so forth. Uh, it, it, it's hugely impactful financially if one of those incomes is suddenly gone. And it kind of brings us back to our guest that's with us. So Mindy McBride, I mean, especially if you're a parent and you're talking about, well, what's it going to be like? And as parents that have special needs kids, mm-hmm. it's definitely something that is top of mind for oh, me a lot absolutely. because I'm like, I'm not planning for when he is going to be financially self-sufficient, I'm right. planning for it. Well, how do I maintain his lifestyle after I'm gone? Right. Yeah. So, and I so get that's it. one of those things too. There's each person's situation is so unique. It really is because I have some parents that have children that are on the spectrum that their kids will be able to be independent. Right. right? And then there are some kids that their life is such that they will always need some kind of care and assistance. Right. Mm-hmm. And so as their parent, what do you want that to look like if you weren't there? And I know that there are certain you know, there are certain government assistances and things that will take care of certain things. So if that's if that's enough, great. If that's not what you want, then then do some additional planning and make sure that they'll be able to have the kind of lifestyle that you wanted to make sure that they continue with. So there are all those things that you can take into consideration. So what is the cost of waiting, though, if you waited for for life insurance? Well, there, there's certain things, of course, health, health situations can pop up out of nowhere. Yes, we were ta- absolutely. We were talking right. with Mindy with with her husband who and again she shared with us too cuz he he's in the insurance world. They have life insurance. So thankfully they, they were covered there. They took right. that step and they were planning cuz now from a health standpoint if Andy were to try and apply for health, for life insurance right now, now no, we wouldn't be able to get no. the coverage that we have. Absolutely you know, we not. were super preferred back when we got our life insurance policy. Right. So and you did a good job preparing, right, in that respect. So when you do that the younger you are, yeah. The healthier you are, the 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 most inexpensive it will ever be to get, especially like a term policy. Those are very inexpensive. I always shop for a number of different companies. You try and find the one because certain companies are going to be a little bit more advantageous. Like sometimes if people used to smoke or if people are just on certain weight categories and things, certain companies will fit into kind of the best situation for different people. So I always look at each individual case and then kind of look at where they might fit in. But but term insurance has become cheaper and cheaper and cheaper over the years because life expectancy has continued to grow longer and longer. Okay. And they calculate the cost of it based on life expectancy, among other things. So so that's one thing to keep in mind. And we have some questions. We always encourage you to be part of the Mom Show. You can call us at 651-641-107-RUN. Right now, we're going to go to the phones. Julie, thank you very much for calling the Mom Show. Are you there, Julie? Yes, I am. What's your question for Cassandra? Uh, thanks for taking my call, first of all. Yes. I am divorced. I'm 58 years old. My ex is required to pay me support mm-hmm. um, until he dies or I remarry. Um, so if he dies and I don't have that income, I'm in trouble. And I've asked him if he would be willing to um, name me as a beneficiary on a life insurance policy that I pay for. So it's no skin mm-hmm. off his teeth, right? Mm-hmm. And he refuses. Hmm. Is there anything I can do? You know what, Julie, that's a really good question. Um, from a legal standpoint, I don't know when an attorney might be better mm-hmm. equipped to be able to answer that side of it. I know sometimes in divorce proceedings and so forth that's one of the things that they actually do do is that sometimes life insurance is a is a requirement in some of the agreements and so forth that needs to be maintained for at least a period of time 
Um, but it doesn't sound like that was the case. I don't know at this point if it's official. I guess that's a really good question. I could certainly dig a little bit deeper with you if you wanted to. I can contact you this week. But off the top of my head, I don't know about any specific ways that you can legally uh, enforce that with without him being willing to. Okay. That's what I thought. It's a good question, though. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a good idea. I mean, it's a good strategy because it does ensure then that that income would continue. Right. Um, I have a few. You know what? If you can give Sonny your information, I do have a few follow up things that might be helpful, though, for you um, in other respects financially with when you're divorced like that. Great. I appreciate it. Sure. Thanks, Julie. We appreciate that. And so our producer, Sonny, is going to get her information. Again, if anybody else would like to call in, the number again is 651-641-1071. And I'm glad that she's asking the question now, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, again, you you brought up the fact that when we say life insurance and the same thing, I feel like when you bring up things about uh, estate planning and all of these mm-hmm. things, instead of looking at as a freeing thing for you and your family, mm-hmm. people look at it like, oh, no, I don't want to talk about what's going to happen when I die. Mm-hmm. And they just get so sad and dire, yeah. you know, about right. and their face just drops. And we're like, no, 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 we're actually helping you go. You can sleep at night because you know that nothing's, if anything did happen, it's okay. Right, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Because we, we had another family in our same community yeah. where the husband did suddenly and tragically die this last year, too. Yes. So those, sadly, again, those things do happen. Right. Um, uh, so it, again, planning, preparing, because the worst case is that tragedy happens and there's nothing there. Um, and, and hopefully there was enough support, right, from communities and people usually survive, but it just makes it that much harder. Right. So if you can plan ahead and you can avoid some of those things, the younger you are, the healthier you are, the, the, the least inexpensive insurance will be. We also talk about it for kids, too, because, again, through our growing up and our adolescence and things, how often do you hear of a child that all of a sudden becomes diabetic or they have certain health issues that pop up before they're even an adult? much less married and have kids. And so sometimes getting some kind of insurance on a child can be a good idea too, because it could be something then that they just have, right. that they're just able to have throughout their life. And hopefully they can get additional insurance if they ever have kids or get married or have those situations where they need more. Um, but otherwise it's just something that they could have. And when they're an adult and they can make a decision that they don't need it, if they're healthy, great. But those are some other pieces sometimes that are good to have in place. My mom, again, she's also an advisor, but she always says life insurance it's not for you. It's a gift of love. You, right. it, you do it for your family. You right. do it for others. Right. And you were talking about, you know, what's it, what, you know, planning for your future and planning with your assets. So what's the cost of waiting if you plan for those kind of planning, those type of things? So again, um, the, the ramifications, if you were to wait for life insurance, best case is that it just gets more expensive. Mm-hmm. Worst case is that you don't qualify anymore because of your health or that something happens prematurely and you don't have any coverage now people sometimes will say to me well i have it through work which is great if you ever have changed jobs or been without work for a period you don't have it then got it so it only covers you as long as you're working there and how many people nowadays work at the same job for you know 40 years (laughs) like that doesn't happen you're right past generations Mm -hmm. and so there can be a lot of job changing again a lot of people now are becoming more and more self-employed where they're not getting that provided coverage um, like people have been in the past. But even most people I talk to when we sit down and look at what they're getting provided through work, a lot of times it's not not enough. enough, It's not enough. No, one time, if you look at a lot of people will say, very common, one time your income or a couple times your income. One time your income would maybe cover them for one year then because it's one time your income. It's one year's income. So if you want your family to be comfortable longer than a year, if you were to die, (laughs) let's revisit this. Right. (laughs) 
Yeah, and so when we're you know when we're looking at these overall ballpark numbers, like when do we do you start with you know? Okay, well, I can only afford this right now, and then hope that eventually mm-hmm. you be able, you can upgrade. But how do you make right. that decision to just start? Where do I begin? Right again. So for people, the the amount having the right amount of coverage is the biggest deal, right? And so if, if people, if their finances are kind of tight and they're being used in a lot of different areas, um, term is really going to be your very most least expensive option. Okay. And there's a number of term policies. So depending on again the family situation. Having a permanent policy can be a good thing at some point, too, but there's a lot of term companies where that's part of the term policy where that you can make it a permanent policy during the time that you have it. That's one thing, though, too, you got to be aware of because certain terms only will allow you to make it a permanent one for a certain period of time during the term. And so there are some, again, that I prefer to use over others that allow it during the whole period of time. And then there are some companies that have better permanent plans than others, so that's why I look at all those different scenarios for some people that if they already have a permanent policy and we're just doing this term, we know it's going to be term. There are certain companies that are always just the cheapest, cheapest options, but they have no other bells or whistles, right? You're not going to ever make it a permanent plan. Okay. So it really, it all comes down to the scenario, but the sooner you look at that, the better you're going to be, even if you can't maybe afford even the full amount of what you'd want in term, get the most that you can. That's really feasible for your budget. And some people would be so surprised how inexpensive it is. I mean, I was able to even just recently, I was looking at some people and it is not, all term is not created equal. Okay. From a cost standpoint, from a features standpoint, <laughs> I was I was looking at some people recently and there was a gentleman who was in his late 30s and he was looking at with a certain company doing like 250000 and I think it was going to be like $30 a month. Okay. Which is not bad. Right. Well, however, and they thought they were getting a good deal because they were kind of you know, doing it with other things and they were getting a discount on it. Well, then I looked at all the, I just did some quotes across the board and they needed quite a bit more. They had a young family and they made a good income. So we looked at even looking at 750,000 for a term policy and it was like $35. Wow. That's like three times as much insurance (laughs) for a few dollars more. Right. I mean, they're not all equal. One thing I would say, too, is we started really early. So before we had kids, we Mm -hmm. had a term that was shorter, but it was enough to pay off the house. If anything happened, little things. And then when our family grew, we upped and went to a bigger policy in order to get that coverage. That's a great idea. When Mm -hmm. you were saying you had a shorter term, were you saying 15 years, 30 years? What is the basis that, I mean, what should I shoot for when I'm starting that process? And that depends on what you want it for. So like Andy was saying, a shorter term, maybe 10 years. Okay. Sometimes yep, people will do a 10-year term because yep. that, again, the shorter time frame is going to be the cheapest option. It was too. so cheap, but yet if anything happened, the yep. house was paid for. I didn't exactly. have to worry about that okay. if something happened. Exactly. So those are the things that if it's it's what it's for. If it's and now if you're doing something that you're just having really young children or maybe it's a family member that you know and they're thinking about insurance, you may want a longer term. It might be 20 or 30 years. Again, it all depends on the situation and you look at the dollar amounts and you kind of figure out, well, if it's only about $5 more and it's another 10 years, right? right? You can kind of weigh out your options then, but it's good to have all the information. Look at the information, at least get the information, know what your options are, and then you can make educated decisions. So we started talking about term life insurance. What about when you see those things for like accidental death and all these other things? Should I really be concerned about those or a lot of those things already covered in my policy or is that one of the things I need to read? No, and so and that's a good question because <laughs> you know, I've come across people over the years too where they'll say, "Well, I've got uh, hundred thousand of 
AD&D, accidental yeah. death and dismemberment, right? Right. That only will pay out under certain circumstances. Right. Yes. So for most of those plans, I, it's hard to say that it's not worth it. Okay. Because again, in the right circumstance, it would be worth it. However, because it only covers certain ways of dying, really, a, a regular term policy is basically going to cover that anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, right. it, you know, if you pass away, it's going to, payout okay <laughs> unless, i have to say unless because almost all policies have a two-year suicide clause so yes. you can't you can't apply for a policy and then three months later commit suicide that's not hopefully that's no one's plan right but that's all that is in most policies there's a two-year clause for that right well we have been covering the cost of waiting waiting to get uh your financial plans in order and we're going to do more of that when we get back what are we going to cover when we return cassandra we're going to talk about if you've been that good saver and you've got assets then what are some things you can do to make sure you're not um, taking too many risks, maybe, once you've done a good job saving. And we're also welcoming your questions here on The Mom Show. The number again is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon. We're also joined with Cassandra from Cassandra Brazier from Clear Step Financial and MomsTalkMoney.com. We also have a good friend in who has been, was kind enough to share her story. So Mindy McBride. Uh, and Mindy, you have a, a very interesting story and we're going to remind everybody that they, if they would like to uh, follow your journey, you have a Caring Bridge yes. phase as well. Yeah. Okay. And so... You know, Mindy, just let's recap for anybody that might be joining us. So what's Mm -hmm. been going on with your family? So we've been challenged. um, We have a daughter that is nine with Angelman syndrome, nonverbal seizure disorder, sleep disorder. So my husband and I are tag team, right? We are all in it to win it. And um, I've always said I choose my attitude, right? right? Because God gives us whatever your faith is, what you can handle, which always makes me go, oh, I can't hear that again. Yeah. Um, because now Andy is struggling with West Nile virus. Um, and his case is the most severe case in the state of Minnesota, where he has, um, he's about 90%, um, only 10% functioning. So yes. he's in a power wheelchair, all of those things. Uh, as I stated earlier, we were stranded out in Las Vegas. Uh, I had to fly out, leave work, all of those things. And Cassandra brought up um, the challenge, right, of getting out there. Before I got out there, uh, it, they wouldn't give me information over the phone. There was a lot of, um, we can, we don't know who you are, can't tell you those things. And so when I got out there, they said, are you power of attorney? And I said, for my grandfather, Right. You know, because he might need that. He's older. So they're like, no, well, you don't have power of attorney of your husband. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're he's not 40 yet. He's not even 40. So, no, we we have not even thought about that journey. Mm -hmm. And that's a real challenge. You know, being out there and being his wife, I was able to get some information, but he can't sign his name. So even though I'm the health insurance, I'm the policy holder, my own insurance, our own insurance won't give me financial information about his benefits because we have haven't signed any paperwork for that and he can't sign he couldn't he couldn't even voice anything because he had a trach you know he was innovated for three weeks so those struggles are real I right mean, and that's yep and that's all part of kind of that estate planning thing that again like you said when you're not even 40 even if you are if you're in your 40s i mean in your 40s you're still young yes but and when you're at that point right young and healthy you think what well what do i need a power of attorney why do i need a fi- financial health care directive for but those are some of those things that that's the cost of waiting. You had to jump through so many more hoops. So many hoops. Because, right. And they went, you said before you flew out there. So he's in the hospital. They won't tell you anything. 
Right. And and at first they said, well, he's lucid. I got out there and he went in four hours from being oxygen to a, a mask to, in a, you know, BiPAP to intubation within four hours. Wow. And right. luckily I got out there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But again, financially, do you have the money to just hop on an $800 plane ride? Because <laughs> there <laughs> right. you go, the cost of waiting, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I can understand that. And, you know, and again, I just remind people, I'm like, these things, are they sound like, okay, I don't need to do that. I can put it off. But, mm-hmm. you know, personally, you know, when I went through my, I'm going to go sit down with an attorney and write a will, mm-hmm. you know, and do all this stuff. It actually was like, oh my gosh, thinking through some of these things, mm-hmm. it was actually very freeing to go, I right. just have it done. And right. no, I'm going to have you know, to get that number. Cause I will I'm, tell you, as yeah, a mom with a child with disabilities, that's another hoop exactly. because you have to have a certain kind of will and, and you, you have, have to, to have, have a, a trust, special needs set, trust right. that you have to have, which costs more money, even though it looks like a regular savings account. Exactly. I mean, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it was, you know, it was very helpful to have an attorney be able to walk me through that process right. and to ask me questions like, I, yeah, I'd heard of power of turning on a TV show, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> but I'm like, how it actually applied to me in the way that they explained it. And well, you can make somebody a power of attorney and not tell them. And that kind of thing. I'm like, sweet. Zombie, say it. If you're a little paranoid and you watch a lot of forensic files and you're worried that somebody's going to push you off a cliff. You don't have to tell them all these things is what my particular turn. There was like all these things. I'm like, oh, I didn't know how it worked in reality right. and why you would want to do some of these things. Right. So the the geek in me just liked the process of right. going, oh, look, this is fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's yeah. not. And I mean, it, it is a very cost effective use of your time. Yes, it will take you time to go and do it. And yes, you probably need to find the right, you know, yeah. uh, attorney to walk you through the process. But it's really worth it. Right. Yeah. Just and to if have people it done. don't know an attorney, because a lot of people know an attorney. But if mm-hmm. you don't know an attorney, we have a number of attorneys. Right. that work with our oh, team God. you can again if you have a question on that go to mom's talk money and just put that in just say you want some you want someone to help you on the legal side and we can definitely give you a few options and, out there and we are back to the mom's talk money and the mom's talk money facebook page we'll put all of Minnie's information on there yes. as well so if yep. you are in a position you know this season that you can do a little more this mm-hmm. is a great place for you to do that because we appreciate you sharing that story and we can really you know yeah. relate where you know, you wake up one day and your world has changed. I keep mm-hmm. saying, is this a bad nightmare? Right. I mean, because it is. Mm-hmm. It's upside down. Right. In a matter of seconds. Right. So you've really kept a great attitude, a great outlook. You've stayed positive. You've, you've kept looking forward to the future and not sitting there and dwelling on the difficulties, but really trying to keep moving forward with things. Mindy and I really admire that. That's Thank really you. Neat. You know, when we had Maisie, I always said, I choose my attitude mm-hmm. and nobody else can make that choice for you. Yep. Um, you know, the other thing uh, a year ago, we took on McBride's Don't Quit. And those two things have really been grounded in me uh, along with my faith. So I, you have to choose, right? Right. Because you, you could spin. Right. <laughs> right. So let's just work on that thing. And, and, you know, as we're getting ready to wrap up the show today, I mean, we were talking about the cost of waiting and, and, and Cassandra, why do we put these things off? Yeah. It's in, you know what? And I've, I have a psychology degree mm-hmm. and so human nature, human behavior, it's all fascinating to me. I mm-hmm. think it's very fascinating. And I think part of it, maybe some of it is our fears, maybe fears of the unknown. Maybe we're just, we're comfortable because we get very comfortable in where we are. Um, and or something might happen to someone close to us and then we see or we experience things like I've had a lot of people who have seen parents go through uh, needing long term care and things. And then they realize that may be important. Right. Yes. Right. I've seen the cost. It's, you know, six or eight thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. I think we should maybe look into that. So once you see things firsthand or you hear things that are very close to you, like you may if you hear Mindy's story and you right. think, gosh, that could have been us. 
maybe we should go talk to somebody. I think that's great and really appreciate you sharing that. And honestly, that wasn't the purpose of having you on. It was <laughs> it was to try and see if there were people that were interested in helping to support your family. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I really appreciate you sharing and opening up about that stuff, Minnie, because I think people hearing that, it can just be that much more beneficial to maybe help other families to do what they can to be prepared for as many unknowns as possible, right. right? You can't you can't foresee everything, but if you can prepare for as much as possible, whether it's saving earlier, whether it's having that estate plan in place, whether it's trying to look at your assets and and have someone, like you were saying, you know, we're we're this far into our savings now. Should I be adjusting things at this point? Right. So those are all things that when I meet with people, we look at those things. Right. We look at where are you at, right? Should we adjust some of these things? And for some people, no, keep doing what you're doing. For some people, yes, you, you probably you should at this point, or you've left that sitting there and it's not doing anything. Let's 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 get that going, right? Let's jumpstart yes. this account here, <laughs> right? So it all it all varies for people. But again, if you have questions, if you some people have wanted to meet before Christmas, we can still maybe get that in and make that happen. Just send me a note on the Moms Talk Money site, or if you want me to get in touch with you after the first year, go and put 2019 in as the subject, and I'll make sure you get on the list to get into the calendar after the new year. But it's it is a great time to make those commitments, whether you've done it or haven't or been meaning to or make (laughs) it your New Year's resolution. I can help you with that. And I do think that is great because we've talked about this before, that there are not a lot of female financial advisors out there. There aren't. And it is just a different perspective and a way that you can decode what you have going on. It really does make things different to go. Here's why you are putting it in terminology that affects me differently. Right. And an interest real quick side thing. I Mm -hmm. was just talking to a number of people in the financial world. Mostly men, right? Yes. Because oh, most yes. of them, yeah. it's it's anywhere from sixteen to twenty three percent are females. Who are whatever statistic wow, you look right. at, right? So it's it's a very small segment. However, in the next ten years, they're estimating that women will control about two thirds of the wealth, and they mm. also say that women prefer to work with a woman advisor. Right. Yes. And so it's interesting. Now we're also at a period where, if you look at most advisors they're ready to retire themselves. Yes. Yep. And so there's going to be a lot of people that are either going to get assigned to a new advisor at some point here because their advisor retired or they're going to be selling their business to someone else. Um, and so I've got a lot of people coming to me now and actually saying, how old are you? Because are you going to be around? <laughs> for this? Wow, if I'm going to change advisors now, are you going to be around right yeah, for, yeah. Until I re- through retirement? Am I going to have to do this again? Exactly. Right. So it's so interesting. So I've had a lot of people coming to me because they want to work with something. I mean, I'm. I will be around, yeah. God willing, and, well, and as I long think as I'm here. Too, Cassandra. Too. I sat down, you know, with our work stuff, and mm-hmm. it feels different to have that conversation, woman to woman, than right. it does mm-hmm. to try to explain this to a guy that looks at you and, you know, I just because even if they don't that mean myself, to, but it does, you know, it feels a little like, are you okay, judging me right exactly. now? Exactly, <laughs> and that might be partially internal. That maybe right. I, maybe he's not really doing that, but but internally, I feel it. Yes, right. Yep. So why not find? somebody right. that communicates in a strat you know a strategy in a way you that you're like it's a, exactly <laughs> yes yes i agree with you i'm like i'm not saying because we don't want to act like we don't like dudes because dudes are fine but there yes. are sometimes you're just like um 
I can't look at you right now. Mm-hmm. It could be that some, like, maybe my significant other made me mad. Who knows? But it's, <laughs> I'm now I'm presenting it or I'm projecting it onto this dude. Right. So, yeah. so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> right. right. And um, I know that you uh, normally over at Clear Step Financial and Moms Talk Money, you just had that really great event that we did. How did we that did. go? We mm-hmm. did. The women's event was really good. In fact, and thank you to all the My Talkers who mm-hmm. came because we had a really great showing. It was fun. We had women of all different ages. Um, we flew in a special speaker who is a national speaker for Prudential. It was really, really good. So we had some great information. And and thanks again to all the My Talkers that came. So also, we'll have our uh, lineup of events here for 2019. So if the events are something in those educational seminars, if that's of interest, you can certainly um, shoot me a note, too, and I can make sure you get onto our list for, for the events. Well, Mindy, we appreciate you again. So Thank let's just you. give your information just in general. So how do they find your Caring Bitch page? I mean, we'll link to it as well, but yes. let's go ahead and put that out there. So my husband's name is Andy McBride. So if you jump on Caring Bridge, you can plug his name in. And then um, there is a GoFundMe out there right now as well as we are trying to purchase a um, handicap accessible van so that we can be part of the community together. So there is that GoFundMe also. Well, we will find that. And Cassandra, I know you're going to, we're looking forward to all of the great things that we're going to do with Clear Step Financial and Moms Talk Money in 2019. And again, Mm -hmm. I remind everybody, go to our website. It's momstalkmoney.com. Or as always, you can find us at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom show. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you.